0: This is LBC, from Global, leading Britain's conversation with Eddie May. The last US military flight has left Kabul airport. The Taliban celebrated. The US Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, said a new chapter has begun. The military mission is over. A new diplomatic mission has begun. In the next few minutes, we'll talk about what Afghanistan's future could be, and what the rest of the world should do now the Americans have left the Taliban in charge. We'll hear too from Ben Kentish about developments in the UK, where Boris Johnson has resumed his holiday, and Dominic Raab has become more embroiled in the row between the US and the UK about the deadly attack on Kabul airport. In a live address scheduled for 7.45 tonight UK time, you'll hear it in Ian's programme, President Joe Biden will speak about the end of the Afghan mission and what happens next. Reporting for LBC from Washington, our US correspondent Simon Marks.
1: Eddie, once again, for President Biden today, the question is, how will he find the words? We'll find out, we think, at around 7.45pm UK time, when he's due to make an appearance at the White House to talk about ending the war in Afghanistan. That's the White House description of the event. But many watching will be looking for more than that. They'll want to understand how a president who just 11 days ago made this pledge to the American public... Any American who wants to come home... We will get you home. Did not make good on it, as Secretary of State Antony Blinken conceded last night.
2: We believe there are still a small number of Americans, under 200, and likely closer to 100, who remain in Afghanistan and want to leave. We're trying to determine exactly how many. We're going through manifests and calling and texting through our lists. And will have more details to share as soon as possible.
1: No fresh details have been shared yet today, but there are plenty of reports on social media of desperate Americans in Afghanistan, as well as thousands of desperate Afghans who worked alongside them, accusing the president of betrayal, of leaving them to their own fate in a country now run by the Taliban, a country in which the terrorists of ISIS-K and the Haqqani network are able to operate with impunity and would like nothing more than to target Americans. Americans and the Afghans who worked with them. The Secretary of State sounded no note of contrition last night. The same cannot be said for the military commander who
2: announced an end to America's longest war. The last C-17 lifted off from Hamad Karzai International Airport on August 30th this afternoon at 3.29 p.m. East Coast time.
1: And then General Kenneth McKenzie of U.S. Central Command added a huge, regretful caveat.
2: Look, there's a lot of heartbreak associated with this departure. We did not get everybody out that we wanted to get out. But I think if we'd stayed another 10 days, Louis, we wouldn't have gotten everybody out that we wanted to get out. And there still would have been people who would have been disappointed with that. It's It's a tough situation. But I want to emphasize again that simply because we have left That doesn't mean the opportunities for both Americans that are in Afghanistan that want to leave and uh, and Afghans who want to leave. They will not be denied that opportunity. I think our Department of State is going to work that very hard in the days and weeks ahead. But what does that
1: mean in practical terms? The White House insists President Biden has an enduring commitment to those he left behind and will put diplomatic pressure on the Taliban to make good on their promise that anyone who wants to leave can still depart Afghanistan, provided, of course, they can find a route out. And yet White House officials, speaking to reporters only last night, insisted the president is eager to move on. Beyond his Afghan nightmare. He wants to spend September, they said, focused on the battle against COVID 19 and the fight to get his infrastructure spending proposal passed by the Senate. So much for that enduring commitment. The Pentagon spokesman John Kirby was on NBC this morning trying to suggest there's nothing unusual about the bind in which those people left in Afghanistan find themselves.
2: It's not completely unlike the way we do it elsewhere around the world. I mean, we have uh, Americans that get stranded in in, uh, in countries all the time uh, and we do everything we can uh, to try to facilitate safe passage and we uh, we have made it very clear what our expectations are to the Taliban. You'd almost think it was
1: part of the plan. And then there was the president's embattled National Security adviser Jake Sullivan, offering a preview of Joe Biden's speech today and a clear indication that the president is planning to fire a shot across the bows of the U.S. military leadership and anyone else who plans in the weeks and months ahead to say... It was all Joe Biden's fault. He got a unanimous recommendation from his secretary of state, his secretary of defense, all of his civilian advisors, all of his commanders on the ground and all of the joint chiefs of staff that the best way to protect our forces and the best way to help those Americans was to transition this mission anyone might think the blame game was about to begin. 200 Americans left behind, $85 billion worth of weaponry now in Taliban hands. The former head of Osama bin Laden's security team driving into Kabul yesterday, greeted like a conquering hero. Grist to the mill for the president's critics. The White House believes as long as it talks about the 123,000 people the US evacuated from Afghanistan and the president reminds the American people they never won. Wanted U.S. troops there in the first place, he'll be in the clear. He thinks the country is ready to move on. But whether the Taliban and ISIS-K allow that to
0: happen, Eddie, is another matter entirely. Simon Marks and President Biden due to speak at 7.45. You'll hear that in Ian's programme here on LBC.